How are you? It's the knock on here with Stephen Byrne and Tom Crotty and James Blanchfield this week. Thanks for joining us. It's our weekly rugby podcast on KCLR and Scoreline as we do every week. We focus on Kilkenny, Carlo and Tullow rugby clubs and we talk Leinster, Munster, Connacht, Ulster and Ireland and everything beyond as well. Tom, how are you? I'm not the best, Stephen. Yourself? Uh, and Grant, Tom, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of what happened last weekend. You don't make life easy for yourselves. I'd say the defibrillator was probably broken open uh, yeah. at the club the other day um, after that close call in the Towns Cup. Tullo had to Tullo needed a three-point win as well. And, of course, Kilkenny uh, avoided uh, automatic relegation. So they uh, live to fight another day and have some sort of a say in whether to stay in Division 1. Uh, a uh, this season. We're going to talk about the Ireland team, which was named as well, Tom, a little bit later on as well, the team to play England. A couple of changes on there, so a couple of things to discuss yeah. and uh, so on so forth. But first, we're going to hear from James Blanchfield, and he's all the way over in Sweden, believe it or not. Well, very international. Hello to everyone from a, from a cold and snowy Lulia in northern Sweden. Um Apologies, I can't be on in person this week, guys. Just work commitments has me uh, has me working away from home this week, and the time differences uh, time differences don't work to uh, to make a live broadcast. Um, just re- re- really um, to review last week's um, game against um, Ashbourne. Um, we went into it knowing nothing less than a win, um, but suffice for us, we came out with a win and a bonus point. In fairness to our lads, they. They really put in a strong middle period of the game, kind of the second 20 and the third 20, or the, 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 the middle half of the game. They were, they were really super. Everything we touched turned to goal. We had our tempo right. We, we, we scored five, five tries. Um, everybody worked superbly hard to get the win. Um, we, clicked, we clicked and clicked well. A um, couple of concerns there, I suppose. The opening 20 minutes was... It was a dour enough affair. Ashbourne were awarded a, a dubious try, shall we say, a try that um, probably, probably if there was an official touch judge would have said was 100% a hundred percent a knock forward. But look, it, it had no great outcome in the end of the, the end of the game. The truth be told, we let Ashbourne back into the game in the last twenty minutes. At that stage, though, the outcome was never was never in doubt. We were we were pretty much um, we were pretty much home and hose by 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 that stage of the game. Um, huge credit must go to all of the players for it, the squad, the management for for the resilience that they showed last weekend to bounce back. And you know it would have been very easy to roll over and die against an Ashbourne team who were on a rich run of form. In fairness to them, um, and they are Ashbourne are a good side. Uh, it's understandable given the injuries that they had at the start of the season, why they were in the position they were in. But they've worked hard to regroup and get themselves up into Ireland Junior Cup qualification for next season. So well done, to, well done to them for that. And from our side, we had look at everybody. Everybody performed superbly well. Um, it's difficult to pick anybody in particular out. Um, but if you were to say like Ben Devlin had, in my opinion, the best game I've ever seen him play in a Kilkenny jersey. Um, he was he was super. Um, as was Drew Feeling who. Drew Feeling deserves a lot of kudos for his for his work throughout the season. It's um, you know, he's not an experienced tight head, but he's packed down there all season long and has never been found wanting for the club. Um, the back row was was was, was incredible. Gary Dunn, um, Dave O'Connor, uh, Roy Stanley, and then um, Shane O'Reilly who came off the bench. The four of them, the four of them all had a brilliant game as the tight butcher when he came in. 
But up front, especially when I mentioned, must go to Wes Carter, who's who's been knocking around for a long time with, with us. But he just he just brought it. He, he he was just an inspiration to the team last weekend. He um, everything he did, he led from the front. He won his lineouts. He went on a he went on a break up the middle. It was hilarious watching him a second row leaving wingers for dead. But he went up, and I think a, a tie came from that break in the backs. Jake Patley at scrum half. Just just having. A seasoned experience from half and no disrespect to Hugh Corkery and Kieran Sutton and others who filled in at scrum half this season. Having an experience number nine was a huge difference for us and it took a lot of the decision making pressure off the ten and off the off the other backs that it just gave that it, it gave us that that little that little bit of extra experience in the field. So look at we're we're, we're delighted now we're going to face Wicklow in, in the relegation playoff being going to be played in Carlow on the twentieth of this month. As Tom informed me yesterday, and um, look, if we have two chances out of that, uh, the first chance being beat Wicklow when we're home and home for safe, um, that's in our hands. The other, the, the other option then is lose to Wicklow and hope that Bechtov goes senior, and that automatically means that we stay in division. That's not a route we want to go. It's out of our hands. We can't control that. So, um, I suppose. The objective now is to, is, is to win to the playoffs and beat them, but in the shorter term, all roads lead to Edenderry next Sunday in the Cup. Um, not known quantity for us, but uh, they had a good win against Kildara over the weekend. And I think a win that most people would say was was hugely unexpected. Um, you know, Kildara being a Division 1B team who, who, who I suppose, had a reasonable enough season. Um, they've worked hard this season, so it was a surprise uh, to see to, to see Edenderry beat Kildara, but that's Towns Cup and that's clubs like Edenderry who are who have a strong tradition in the Towns Cup, may never have won it, but have a strong tradition of causing upsets. They created an upset for us once upon a time where I think they beat us 3-0 in a cup match. Um, a, a first cup match, Towns Cup game up there one weekend where nobody gave us, nobody gave them a chance going up, but we came back with our tail between the legs. So that's Edenderry away in the cup for us this Sunday. Um, we'd hope to have a few players back again from injury. We hope to have Aidan MacDonald back in the trenches, who was absent last week, and Conor Dempsey at Loosehead, who back in the trenches again this coming week for Ashbourne, or for Edenderry, he missed the Ashbourne game. And the truth be told, we probably came under a little bit of pressure on the tight side in the scrum against Ashbourne, so the return, or on the loose side, so the return of, of, of Conor Dempsey will, will, will be very, very important for us this weekend. Um, our second had a good win against Carrigan Shore in a friendly. So um, good for the seconds to get a run out, and one of the real important things were was the quantity of players that were togged out, but also the quantity of ex-youth players that came back last weekend to play. So like Matthew McWee was back in the was back there playing and had a good game. Um, also we had um, one of the Mullins from Ballahill, I think it was Pat, uh, Paddy Mullin was back in as well. So look at if we can just pick up players like that to get back in who are good underage players and get back involved with the seconds. I believe that our seconds can have a good run at the Towns Cup and try and build momentum for next year. Um, our women's team had a very, very strong away win to uh, Navin, so that puts them in a strong and try and build momentum for next year. Um, our women's team had a very, very strong away win to uh, Navin, so that puts them in a strong position in the league now. Our two weeks got a strong win against Navin, so they're in a very strong position in the league. Um, albeit they do need results to go in their favour. Um, they are playing Swords this weekend, this Saturday in Kilkenny, I think at 12 kickoff. So that's a big game for the women's team who, who are supposed to have regrouped massively and who they, they, they deserve incredible kudos because they were looking for players this time last year uh, to get out and involve. Now they're, 
in order to compete to, to win a league with Navin. Um, needing results to go in their favour, we'd hope that Navin would, that, that talent might create an upset against Navin in the league during the week, but they didn't. Navin had a convincing win, so now it's really down to the last game of the season for us at home this Saturday, the Swords. Uh, to get a win and then hope that Navin slip up and if they slip up we we, we win the league. Uh, excuse me, there's a, there's a local passing by here now speaking that who who doesn't understand Carlo Kilkenny rugby. Um, well done to Carlo Tolo on hard hard fought out wins in the cup last week and was up to Carlo game. Um, if that's one way to win a cup, that's the best way to win a cup match is to try in the last play of the game. Um, in fairness to Carlo, I thought they were down and out. Um, Longford were. Longford were a good side, their pack were causing awful havoc for Carlo. Um, but Carlo didn't give up and got back and scored a try. And um, I said it here last week that uh, in the Tullo New Ross game that people needed to give New Ross a lot more credit for the team that they are. Um, they won a league, they've got a season re relatively unbeaten. I knew that Tullo were going to give New Ross, or New Ross were going to give Tullo a serious rattle in, in, in New Ross last Sunday. And by all accounts, they did. And Tullo had to work very, very hard to get that win. Um, you know, but it just goes to show the the, the the progress that New Ross are making and you know, let's not forget that they've produced some incredible players, New Ross over the years, players that they've struggled to held on to. Um some of the best players I've played with were were, were New Ross men. So um, you know, I think New Ross will be a club that we're going to see a, 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 see some progress from over the next couple of years. And it, it'll be good. It'll be good for the southeast to see them back in back in play. And um, finally, want to pass uh, congratulations to um, Ifa Don or Emer Don for um, receiving the KCLR Scoreline.ie um, Sports Personality Star of the Month for her performances for our women's team. It's a it's a good accolade for anybody to receive. And perhaps the club would just like to congratulate her and thank KCLR and David Bogan, David Bogie Motors for sponsoring the award. And it's great to see that happen. So um, on that front, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up from Kilkenny Rugby Club for this week. And uh, hopefully next week we'll be, we'll be all in the, in the draw for the next round of the Towns Cup. Looking forward to quarter-final draws, hopefully at home. And um, best of luck to uh, Tullo and Carlo in the next rounds as well. And um, thanks very much. Chat soon, lads. Bye-bye. There you have it. That's James Blanchfield live uh, from Sweden, no doubt. And I'm just mm. going to correct him there as well. It's Emer Kelly that won the award. Uh, not Emer Dunn, Emer Kelly for the Kilkenny Women's Rugby Club. Um, so congratulations to her. Uh, Tom, yeah, um, some compliments there, of course. And James, we'll, we'll talk quickly about Kilkenny. It's out of their hands for the moment, but they did the job they needed to do last week. Yeah, a massive game for them. We're really delighted, you know, for the result that they got. Um, it's no more than uh, they deserve. I mean, Kilkenny have been battling away all season. If you listen to James's podcast, uh, James is talking on our podcast um, since the start of the season. They've really struggled with injuries and, and illnesses and, you know, never really had the team, uh, a full team together at any stage. So, look, it's great to see the lads coming back in and, and, uh, and getting that win that they, they absolutely deserved. We kind of felt that, you know, going to Kilkenny, <laughs> it'll be a tough ask for Ashburn, you know, because... I mean, it's hard enough to go to Kilkenny on a good day, but when they're uh, fighting for relegation, I wouldn't like to be going there anyway, and that's for sure. But um, no, I'm de delighted for them. Really, really great, sound result. As I say, they're playing um, Wicklow in Carlo on the 20th, so um, I'll have to wish them well there. Uh, and that just has, just has been the, our kind of local side with the three of us. Um, but I know... Um, 
the Wicklow president fairly well too. So I'd be, <laughs> I have to be very, I have to be very nice to both sides. That's <laughs> it. Be very diplomatic, well, Tom. Yeah, it's been dip- diplomatic. <laughs> you laugh at that one anyway. Absolutely. Um, so, Kilkenny of Edenderry uh, in the Towns Cup. Um, so, that's a bit of a tough one, a bit of a conundrum for them. Yeah, I think that's a tough one for them. But, ah, I can't. Look, being honest, um, no offence to Edenderry. I think the Edenderry are going to be a tough side. They will give them a bit of a rattle, all right. I think Kilkenny's just strength and depth in the end of panel at the moment. Okay, especially getting those players back, I can't. Um, as a betting man on that one, I would definitely uh, put Kilkenny as coming out coming out on top. I think uh, Kildare uh, underestimated them, which was which is kind of due to any side in the cup. And uh, you know, even there he got a, a, a great win and knocked out a bigger team there. So um, everyone has to be careful in the cup. You know, it's a uh, cup is a different, to- total different kettle of fish than uh, a league match. You know, it's a, you have only one chance, and if you're not prepared on the day, or you, you don't, you're not focused in on, on what you have to do. You know, from the uh, the first whistle to the final whistle, um, you can get some strange results. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yes, yeah, so that's that's Kilkenny there anyway. So they have a, a break before that game against Wakelow in the course of the Towns Cup. So they don't really have a break at all. Um, the women, equally, as James alluded to there as well, they're playing swords in the top of the table decider uh, as well. So they're flying it in Division 5. The, the one he really got back going this year. And, and he was talking, I remember, last year, Tom, uh, James, about... Just Kilkenny struggling, the ladies' team numbers and all that, and then they got it together, and, and here they are. So fair play to them. No, absolutely. That's it's uh, great to see them going, and uh, I'll have to wish our own Kiva Owens uh, uh, a good wish with them because uh, Kiva Kiva went down. We as I said, we don't have ladies at the moment, which is a pity, but um, uh, she's she joined up with Kilkenny there, and uh, seemingly is having a great season with them. So again, I'd like to wish the Kilkenny ladies the best of luck in that match. Absolutely. I think we forget the local players that, you know, travel around to the local yeah, clubs as well and, and across yeah. the board and that. So that's it. So we move on from Kilkenny and uh, yourselves, Longford. Um, he's had them at home. He's had them at home. Um, but by Jesus, Tom, <laughs> left it to the last minute to, to, to get that one. That was uh, another defibrillator job for a car rugby club. Yeah, well, as anyone who watches this podcast on YouTube, said, my hair is getting uh, whiter by the day, I reckon, <laughs> definitely. You... <laughs> I said earlier in the season, I'm going to be Santi by Christmas. I don't think I'll last to Christmas at this stage. But, uh, yeah, a nail-biter. Look, it was uh, everything we expected in the Cup. Um, superb, long for team. Uh, it was one all, you know, we lost to them up there. Um, we um, We beat them the last time down here. But uh, as I said, like I wouldn't look at the result the last day because uh, they had a couple of mis- you know a couple of kind of mistakes. As I said he like knocking the ball over the line and things like that. But this time there were di- different kettle of fish. Um, we got off to a great we got off to a, like a, a great start. Um, uh, we got a line out, then scrum, and then uh, my own young fella Dan went over for a, a try in the first couple of minutes. Which they converted, so it was, it was seven seven nil after a couple of minutes. But uh, Longford then came back into the game, uh, played well, walked down the pitch, and left on about fifteen minutes there. Number eight, uh, Aaron Burns, superb player. Uh, geez, he's, he's 
for a big man, he's his lovely soft hands, you know, when he's passing the ball, um good movement. He he's a cute number, he was playing really cute number eight all day. Um he broke through, got they got a, they got the he got the try under the post, so seven all. Um we fought back the twenty second minute then. Uh their centre got a through a well worked move. They got another try, so it was twelve seven. Uh, then you know they had a penalty, fifteen seven. So at this stage you're going, Jesus, like uh, this is not turning out to be a good day. Uh, I have to say, their uh, their prop, their loose prop was around for for years. P. O. Burn, he's uh, he caused havoc in the uh, around the around the loose and made a couple of mad breaks down the pitch. It just burst through, and uh, for a guy of his size, very deceptive pace. But then we got back, you know, we got back in, got back into the game after 35 minutes. Then we worked the move, and uh, Sam Cullen, uh, second in the second half, Sam, Sam Cullen um, went in the corner, and uh, that made it 14-15. Uh, then they got another they got another penalty and it was 18 14 and the last then couple of last in the last into injury time we went down we had uh got a penalty we kicked to the left left hand corner uh we went up for a mall the mall kind of fell down so we had to uh hit the ball up a couple of times moved it across the pitch and at this stage we we're going all right that's it like you know we're waiting for a knock on or waiting but in fairness to the boys uh, it was after after having so many handling errors in the game earlier on, they got the ball across to the far side of the pitch, and lo and behold, we got another penalty. Uh, kicked that into the corner, um, won the line out, worked it back around, and uh, a little bit of quick hands, and we ended up going in the corner and won the game in in the red. So you know, scored a try, and that's it. Uh, game over. You won it. But, That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, look, we we weren't to be honest, um pack again weren't on a on a hundred weren't really firing a hundred percent still we gave away a lot of, a lot of penalty gave away a lot of penalties. Um which has kind of been a trade all year which we have to cut that out the lads know themselves. Um but um, I have to say Conan Slater had a great game a hooker uh, his darts were just superb throwing the ball in and uh, you know to to get those both those lineouts in the in the in the dying seconds of the game, like to get both lineouts perfectly straight in, you know, um, I have to say hats off to him. He did he did really really well. Um, young Alan Owens at out half um, did well. He's starting to come into starting to come into his own. Um, probably had him one or two little indecisive moves, but that's just down to experience and and. Uh, down to his his confidence but he's each game he's grown into the game you know he's grown in but our backs if if the forwards and backs can gel and the forwards get to get good ball quick ball to the backs i think we need to take less less out of it in the pack and uh let our let our backs do the do a little bit more work because uh all like if you think of a boat 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 tries this week were were from attack plays in the back so and that seems to be a, a lot. A lot. If you look at a lot of the tries we scored this season, um, have been through attack play in the backs. But uh, look, the lads will have. They've had a good training session there on Tuesday night. Um, they'll have one training session tomorrow. Tomorrow evening, um, and uh, then we're off to Navan, and which is an unknown quantity for us. Uh, 
but you're never going to meet a bad Navin team. They're always very accurate. They may, I haven't seen them, so I can't say what size they are. Normally, Navin, they aren't they aren't the biggest team in the world, but they're they're phenomenal okay. at, at the ball and the ground. Um, you know their pack. They've always been very accurate in what they do. So we're expecting probably a younger side. It's their J one side. Um. So they'll probably it'll probably be kind of a younger size, but then again, look, we we don't know. There, that's the problem when you're playing um, a senior team like Navin. That's uh, it's kind of an unknown quantity because you know you don't get a, you don't get to play them during the year. But uh, hopefully, we've got uh, some some sort of video or something that just just to have a look to see. And um, they had a good they had a good win um, at the weekend too. Um, but. Uh, I, I, it is. I say, look, all I'm going to say is that anyone listening to the podcast, we need, we're going to need a, a, as much support up to Navin at the weekend as possible. Um, but it, it is going to be, uh, look, another bloody cup match two weeks in a row is tough goal, but that's what the lads want. I actually think just spoke to a good few of them and uh, they uh, preferred to, to get stuck in this week and then get a break, you know, just to kind of keep the momentum going and. They know. Look, look. We know ourselves where our inaccuracies are, and uh, where our strengths are. We just need to. And the lads, I'm sure, look, we'll, we'll work on that. And look, looking forward to this cup is cup. As, as I say, provincial, provincial towns cup is the to me is the is the best tournament in the country. I don't care what anyone says. It still has it's still it's still shining competition. Um, you know, just to see all the crowd that came out at the weekend for both sides, like travel from travel from down from Longford and and all the crowd that came out from Car. I haven't there's people they haven't seen in years, and they just came out. You know, it's Towns Cup still has that draw. It does, but, um, yeah. And a second's got a walk. A second's just just a second's got a walk over there from Burr, uh, which is very unfortunate, but uh, because we would have preferred to have the momentum because they're not playing for another two weeks now. And we're playing Ennis Garthy, which again are going to be um, tough. tough because like this, I know it's their third team, but uh, they're they're flying. I was down at a thing one one night down in Ennis Garthy, and I was just watching their their panel train in the first and seconds, and uh, geez, they're flying, absolutely flying down there. So they're doing so much work um, in Ennis Garthy with the development of their senior team, and and I think they're getting promoted this year as well. So. Very juice to them, but um, Burl kind of. I I think Burl are fighting for relegation this weekend. They have a a playoff against uh, someone this weekend. I think to stay up in their division. So I can understand probably why they pulled out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tolo then Tom. Uh, we'll talk about that in the absence of Johnny Tobin. Uh, but just about getting out of uh, New Ross with a win there, thirty three thirty. And you 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 said it at the start, and I think James said it there as well. Um, New Ross uh, were always going to be a bit tricky. They've just been promoted, but you know you can't go down there and just expect because you're a one B team that you're going to come out with handily enough to to put up some battle. I did. I watched it like yourself, Stephen. Watched a bit. Of the, I watched a bit of the the match that was recorded um, on the live stream, and uh, yeah, Tullo had definitely were up against it. Um, New Ross, Jesus, really threw everything at them. You know, um, their uh, their pack were very good. they you know they they stopped they stopped Tullo, but Tullo backs um, the Tullo backs. Um, Attacking, they stopped their attack play and kind of held them back. But uh, 
looked like Kamal in the end, and I saw Jack Hanlon was back um, from Clon came back on the wing and scored the scored the winning try for them. Like we know Jack like from years from uh, playing against Tullo underage, and um, Jack's a fine player, so he was the he was the a little bit of difference off the bench. I'd say more than anything else. So look, but like ourselves, Tullo got through. They've a tough one this weekend, Dundalk. At home, but uh, if I'm a gambling man again, I'll put my money on Tullock. Um, reason being is I think Dundalk um, are on their way back down. Um, they also have a two and a half hour journey down to Tullock, so okay. I I can't see them being exactly. Maybe they will be more favourable, but uh, I think after being after after relegation like that, and and then to come down and fight. To try and to travel that far down, I don't see their motivation really. So maybe I'll be wrong, but uh, I'll take that gamble and uh, put me money on Tolo this weekend. Tony, you'd be delighted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's a case of striking while the iron is hot, sort of thing for Tolo. Well, you know, taking advantage of that, uh, you know, of that misfortune for Dundalk as well. So yeah, um, well, they'll have a big crowd there, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like ourselves. To, the black gates will be full there on Sunday, so I wouldn't like to be going to, to the black gates on Sunday. So exactly. I don't think but any team does. And the Six Nations on Saturday as well, which is good. So it avoids all that stuff, all that as well. Um, just a quick word about Tullow Rugby. We were talking last week about um Dara or um a young lady from Tullow called up to the Irish uh, women's training squad but this week Tullow Rugby's Katie Corrigan has been called up to a 35 player training squad for the under 18 women's Six Nations Festival it's inaugural thing uh, as well so she was announced on that um, just the news came through there yesterday evening so congratulations to Katie so that's uh, two players out of Tullow um, uh, getting called up for Ireland duty as well so fair play um, absolutely well. yeah. yeah that tournament it's great to see that tournament happening because yeah. it's for for girls rugby um they didn't really have you know you got as far as the southeast and then you kind of you know you play around robins whatever in the southeast and then you you go on and hopefully make 18s to play the to play inter the interprovincials you know but they don't have anything to strive for whereas the boys always had you know the the school boys internationals and and all that promotion there so it's good to see that the girls now have an international competition to aim for underage and uh as i say like there's not a system there for the there's no girls school system there yet um so the clubs it's great to see the clubs um the club's leading the way this time round, and uh, and uh, fighting and having a, having a, a, a girls team for the under for an under 18s international tournament, which is a huge step forward for Ireland. Irish female rugby and Irish women's rugby needs needs that you know we need we need to be more competitive underage. We need to be more competitive moving up along the line. I think I think it's a great, absolutely fantastic to see, and uh, well done to the young Corrigan girl for making it up. Yeah, absolutely. And I got the other late girl's name wrong there. It was bad as James Blanchfield. It's Dana O'Brien. Uh, Dana O'Brien, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. another fantastic player. Yeah. 
Um, and just some other news before we move on to the Six Nations. Kilkenny College beaten by St. Mary's in the, uh, I think it's the quarterfinals of the school's Senior Cup as well. Uh, a good old match. Kilkenny actually had the lead at half time. It was dirty, dirty conditions on Wednesday as well um, up in Donnybrook. Um, but they came out on the wrong side of it in the yeah, end. Yeah, pushed on and got um, it. I thought they could have won. I, I think they needed, a, they needed an extra score. They needed a try in the first half on top of what they had. That wind was fairly strong, Stephen, if you looked at it down the pitch. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, I, of course, there's the, always that dilemma with six minutes to go. Uh, Kilkenny had a penalty, which brought it back to one point if they got a penalty, uh, which meant if they got a kick, to, if they had scored a try, they'd be ahead by one. Uh, that dilemma with six minutes to go, do you kick, do I kick to the corner or do I kick the penalty? They kicked, went for the penalty. I don't know if that, to me, look, it's only my opinion. In the story. I, I <laughs> don't think I would have kicked that penalty. I think I would have just gone for broke and said, look, lads, we have nothing to lose. We have, we have to, like, you nothing to lose here. One way or the other, you have to get the points. You have to, you have to win. So you have to get the points to win. And uh, three points wasn't enough to win. I think trying to kick, if you went to the corner, right, you might not have scored, but you may, you might have scored. There's a big, there's a big push to score. One try, they were leading, and then to turn around, give the pen, kick a penalty, and then have to try and get back down against the gale force wind. Uh, I don't know. It was a tough decision, but look, we can't. Hindsight is a great thing, and it's, it's all right for us to say give our opinions but the lads on the field you know they had that decision and I have to say Stephen Smith there um, he's an ex-Carlo player he's the number eight number eight um, had a great game and I'll say Stephen comes to all the senior matches at home he's uh, a great supporter of the club and just want to give his our commiseration to Stephen um, look he'll have he'll have plenty I think that chap will have uh, a bright bright future going forward Absolutely. It was like Ireland France all over again, Tom. Do we go to the oh. corner, do we go to the post? Huh? Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of which, um, we're gonna have a look at uh, the team for this week. So a couple of changes there, um, Tom will start in the front row. So Keen Healy is obviously in for the injured Andrew Porter. Dan Sheen is in uh the covering an injury, obviously, uh, as well. Um, so that's two out of the front row out of starting the team that would have started, of course, against Wales. Um, gone, but you've got good quality cover and experience with Keane. Dan Sheen is flying it so he is since he got his opportunity. Tyke Furlong in there as well, which is grand. Uh, Tyke Byrne and James Ryan, as expected. Uh, change in there at number six, Peter O'Man. He's been on the bench up to now, so he starts at six. Josh Vanderfleer is at seven, Kellen Doris at eight. Yeah, cover on the bench uh, is Jack Conan. Um, Jameson Gibson Park and Johnny Sexton resumed their halfback partnership. James Lowe is in at 11 and there's no sign um, of the man that was holding that position, Mac Hansen, up till now. Uh, Mac must be injured. I haven't seen any bulletins to say either way um, this afternoon, but sometimes the IRFU release that information later on in the evening. Bundiaki and Gary Ringrose are in the centre, Andrew Conway is on the right wing, and Hugo Keane is full back. So on the bench, uh, there are hooker covers Rob Herring, Dave Kilkine there for loose head, Finley Bean, tight head, uh, Ian Anderson, Jack Conan, Connor Murray, Joy Carberry, and Robbie Henshaw has to do with a place on the bench. Uh, Tom, what stands out for you from that team 
Um, probably Peter O'Mahony is is it, uh, like uh, uh, Kalen could have went to six and maybe Jack. Conner I think I think Peter O'Mahony is just is brought in for a little bit of experience on the on, in at in at six. I think that's just what the English pack. I've just his his. Uh, just that little bit of extra experience in, in, in the forward pack um, because you have, I mean, you have impact to come off the bench uh, with Jack Conan, you know, and uh, Ian Henderson coming in there too. You have, um, I think we're really are going to miss um, Porter. I think his impact, his um his impact run, his runs, his uh, around ability. the field. Not only just his scrummaging. I mean, his scrummaging is good. Again, he his scrummaging is is, is solid as be damn like. But I think it's just his impact at the moment, and he was playing so well, you know, around around the park. That uh, I think he's a massive loss. Um, I know if Killer Kilcoyne coming on, Kilcoyne uh, won't let us. He won't let you down. But mm-hmm. I just think at the moment you. Different class. class at the moment, really was. Mm-hmm. But look, he's he's gone. We have to we have to live with that. Um, I think the pack is solid enough. Yeah, they'll have to work cut out. English pack is 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 a big pack, and they'll have to deal with Mario Toje. So, um, uh, I think the uh, Keelan Doris will have a bit of fun with that. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, very athletic. I think the backs. Yeah, it, it, um, I don't know what the hell happened, Matt Hansen. That's a, that's a big. I'm presuming there's an injury because it's a big call to leave him off. It is absolutely. Um, like in fairness, he got he got he, he got a golden opportunity there as well with James Lowe being out, um, and he did pretty well. But yeah, I don't know. I just while we're talking, Tom, I'm just going to scroll through here and um, to see is there any sort of bulletin to say he's injured, um, and I can't see anything. Yeah. Uh, I can't see anything to say otherwise. Um, so he's just dropped by the look of it. Um, yeah, it is. It is tough. Like I again, I've no issue with James Lowe in there. Um, James a bit sort of, especially with the boot. Um, well, that's why I can understand. I can understand that I, I probably James Lowe was going to get the call. I felt he might get the call over Hanson in the fact of his um, just that exit that he, the chance of the exit that he gives you the extra. Uh, uh, person to exit the ball with that massive left boot of his. Um, I think it's going to be so important to keep the ball out, you know, keep the ball away from our 22. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, that you know, um, whereas Massa has to run, doesn't have that kicking ability, whereas now we have, you know, we'll have two in the backfield, two in the backfield, a right hand, a left footer, you know, so you have a big left boot and a right boot, so it, it'll give you, it'll give you that bit more of an option. In the backfield, um, uh, Robbie Henshaw's. I mean, you know that he's on the bench, but Robbie didn't have a great game against uh, Italy. No, I didn't. Very surprised. Very quiet. Yeah, and he's. Yeah. You're kind of figuring out where what if he comes in, um, if he goes in, like you say, he'll come in. I mean, he's gone into the centre, but if the wings like. If a wing gets injured, I suppose he goes in the centre and Ingros moves out. Because um, we yeah. only have, we only have, uh, we've been, we've three back cover. Yeah, we're light yeah. on back three cover there. Well, um, I suppose, well, probably I, play full back though as well, wouldn't 
Yeah, and so is Carberry. Yeah. I mean, Joe, Joe is the initial thing. Joey can play, play fullback. Ah, look, they have a fairly, they have a fairly well cover. I, I, I thought, I don't know what they got to I don't know why, what is the reason that he hasn't. But I mean, that, that's the best backline we have. In, in my mind, it's the best backline that Ireland has at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, if the best, if the best, best 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 4, 15 uh, and that we have um, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt no and um, yeah. the pack the pack is solid uh, might uh, be a bit out of balance uh, just with the changes uh, you know but we'll, sure that's, we'll wait and see as well yeah you, I, 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 I still jury's out on Philly Beal and I know he's got better each time but if you're really up against it um with an English pack, Ian Henderson's no problem, Jack Cohen's no problem, Conor Murray, um, Connor's guys, he's going to be still there. The fact that he, if it comes down, it's a tight game, and if we are leading coming into the end, he is a big defensive player. Um, so is he a game changer late on in the game, though? I don't think he is. I think he's more of a defensive change, game changer. Yeah. As in, if you're leading the game, I think he's a he's such a cracker player to bring on at this stage. Look, he's not as sharp as he was, but he's defensively he's he's very good because he's his size alone, and he has that. He has a big boot if he is you know to clear out box kicks away. And uh, but I don't yeah. see him as a game a game changer. No, Craig Casey um, and Johnny Sexton, when they came on towards the end of the Italy game, you could see the difference just in ball service, everything. Just that little bit of a little bit of speed towards the end of the game uh, as well. Uh, yeah, just, I, the only thing on that though, again, six, is six, I, six, I'd be very experience. hesitant with, with Casey's experience. Yeah, um, absolutely. Especially against thought, England. Yeah, definitely. I, like it's a totally different kettle of fish playing English, you know. Um, but uh, look, I, 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 I think we can give him a rattle if we play well. We could definitely give him a good rattle. Definitely. Um, what, are you gonna are you gonna give us a prediction score wise? <laughs> Jesus, don't do that to me. Uh, ooh, can we beat them realistically, Tom? I think we can. I think we can. Yeah, realistically. I think, if we, I think but it's how we. It's how you. I know it sounds silly and very simple. It's it, it's how you give them a rattle, really. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get under if you can get under their skin and uh, get them making errors, um, I think that's where that's what we can live off um, is their errors. And and but you're going to have to put them under serious pressure, and uh, they're really going to have to close down Marcus Smith. If you take Mark, like it's not as easy. I know. It sounds simple, just uh, just take Marcus Smith out of it. But uh, it is the simplest that we have to we have to close him down. He has yeah. to be. He, he can't give him the opportunity to do what he does best, and that's to cause havoc and find those gaps and and find the dink through that he's going to, that he does. Like he he's such a young and cocky player. Like I mean, he's every. He's every coach's dream as an out half to have somebody who's like, I mean, Sexton is the same. He has that 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 cockiness that'll take the ball right to the line and you know a bit of arrogance and that's what you do. Out has do need that. Yeah. No matter 100%. no matter what, they all had they all had it. Whether it was a guard, they, they all have that bit of does that bit of cockiness to do something and you know just I'll take I'm going to kick that ball into the corner. I'm going to pass that out the back. I'm going to find the gap. You know, 
they just have that bit. And I, I think I, I think just Marcus Smith has to be closed down. I don't think you're going to close and keep him closed down, but you have to do your best as a def- as a defensive side. You have to, yeah, go, you know, back row will have to be wide awake to to what he does. And but if you can close him down, I think we have a really really good chance of winning that game. Yeah, looking forward to a time and of course a big weekend of local action as well. Uh, best of luck to all the teams uh, out this weekend. Kilkenny, Carlo, Tullo, um, and of course keeping nine the Six Nations on Saturday as well. My thanks to Tom Crotty from Carlo Rugby Club and James Blanchfield was on air there from Kilkenny Rugby Club, all the way from Sweden, north of Sweden, where it's nice and cold. I hope he's enjoying himself. I have, I have one more little thing, Stephen. I have to say hello if he's watching because <laughs> I got given out there was a reason I'm wearing jersey today because I got given out to last year a big hello to Melly in New Zealand because uh, I wore a Crusaders top last weekend and he was not impressed and I got a text very quickly after the podcast was released so I'll say hello to him now I found the jersey eventually Hello to our viewers and listeners down in uh, New Zealand and Australia. Thanks a million. Yeah, that's a good one, Tom. Nicely done there, balancing it out this week. We're going to wrap it up there. Thanks for listening. Of course, the podcast available on uh, Spotify, Apple, and all those places that you get podcasts and available to watch on YouTube. Tom, thanks a million. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Stephen. See you now. 